Good morning, friends. It's Grania Tyndall. It's Numbers for Success. And this is my very first podcast of 2021. And it's January the 4th, 2021. And Happy New Year to all you wonderful people around the world. And firstly, as I will continue to do for the remaining part of this year, I always give thanks first for all of you kind listeners and patrons who support my work and enable me to be able to do this work that is my absolute pride and joy to do. And so as we welcome in January, January 2021, I think certainly I feel here in Ireland and I'm sure around the world, it has probably been one of those years that has been so readily and wantingly to to occur and for all of us around the world. And yet it was quite subdued. And certainly here in Ireland, um, we as we begin anew, it is a very quiet morning. Usually on the 4th of January, children are heading back to school and colleges, well colleges maybe not, but secondary schools, people are going back to work, uh, physically back to work. And yet there's a calmness and a stillness. And usually I record um, overlooking trees, which are a barrier to the sea. And the trees are bare, but they're, they're very still. And usually they make great noise and have, have a great power about them. But today there's a real stillness in the air. And it, there's a lovely sort of little poem or prayer that is a Buddhist blessing. And I just thought it might be nice just to start off with a uh, maybe appreciate and remember uh, everything that we have actually and still have whilst we're going through this extraordinary time. So may we appreciate and remember today, may we appreciate the food and remember those who are hungry. May we appreciate our family and friends and remember those who are alone. May we appreciate our health and remember those who are sick. May we appreciate the freedoms we have and remember those who suffer injustice and tyranny. May there be peace on earth. And that's a a Buddhist blessing for food, actually. So that's what's said over food. But it can be said at any time because I believe that, you know, whilst it says we appreciate the freedom we have. And, you know, freedom has to be looked at now. As we are in year five in numerology, this is the time to break through barriers and I know people are somewhere around the world, no more than myself, and we are we're certainly we're being encouraged not to move within five kilometers of our homes because of the experiences we're all having. And I guess, you know, it's important to be aware that whilst we're in that maybe sound conditioned, which we are, conditioned experience, is to find the freedom within it. And for me, I feel that for us. January will be and has to be about uh, movement. Now, physical movement, walking, running, dancing, singing, moving your hips, yoga. It doesn't always have to be sport, um, but of course it can be. But once we move, once we move our bodies, once we sway, once we dance, I think dancing is something important this month. And even if we're in uh, an enclosed area, And, you know, January is the month of new resolve and new beginnings, even though as a numerologist, I encourage people to look at their new year from their birth date. But universally, 
it's a time, as I said, of beginning anew. And it's named for the Roman god Janus. And he was the two-headed god, which has one head facing to the past and the other faces the present and the future. So as we begin this new year of living, hopefully in gratitude, we can gaze in both directions. So that the face that looks back sees a retrospective on what was positive as well as what was challenging. And the face that looks ahead is even more hopeful. And I feel, my God, I feel that's what we have to look forward to. You know, January numerology wise is an energy of a six because we're currently in a universal year five and the month of January is a number one year month, I should say, that adds to a six. So with the six energy, just for the month of January, it's very much about um, love. It's very much about self-love, self-care, self-protection, self-acceptance and self-forgiveness. And it's also about community. So what I would be suggesting to you, find friends and patrons all around the world, is take the time to reflect, you know, this month. It is time of reflection. It's cold here in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, in the Southern Hemisphere, you can still do all this work, even though it's it's much warmer. But it's very much about re- retrospective and really looking in, a bit like Janus, the, Janus, or Janus, the Roman god. And it's, you know, really taking time to heal and to look at the parts of you that maybe have been disowned because the six is all about love but it's very much about self-care and I know a lot of my friends and uh, colleagues and family members go on this go on our fitness uh, regime in January and we have um, uh, there's a vegetarian and vegan uh, thing now um vegan uh, veganarian and all that because it's to do with January and it's to do with literally cutting out meat after probably a lot of people eating meat in December and also it's a real time to you know get a regime going like a fitness thing so it's so important that in this month six in numerology wise that we really honor and care for ourselves especially when let's face it folks January and February energetically will be um, quite life-changing I believe. I had a conversation with my daughter yesterday where I truly believe March is the key. March is the time of the balance between the light and the dark and around the equinox but also because it's like the light is going to get stronger and the light will get longer as the days head off from the equinox. So I feel that's very much an analogy for what's going on whilst we're in the darker times, literally physically here in the Northern Hemisphere of of this experience um, uh, in winter, but also in terms of energetically what is actually being played out and what has been suggested for all of us as, as a race, as races, that, you know, it's a very important time, friends, to really go and inside and really reflect upon you know maybe how you can care for yourself better how you can forgive yourself how you can renew your relationships because I think a lot of relationships have been put under the microscope and I just feel that you know it's important now to gather your people around you gather your tribe gather your soul family even if you have a real family which is lovely gather them around you because that's what the six energy is all about and this is for the month of January and it's very much about 
taking that time to um, really look at the past, but also to change the present. That's what it's about. And there's a poet called Robinson Jeffers, and he um, he honoured the human ability to be able to look backwards and forwards. And he wrote this poem. Lend me the stone strength of the past and I will lend you the wings of the future for I have them. So what do you appreciate today that has room in the past? And what solid, wise and genuine experiences of your past are calling to be brought forward into your life in the present and the future? And what winged dreams and hopes and inspirations do you long to manifest? And I really think this is a really good time to appreciate the strengths you have acquired, certainly in the past year. Um, Perhaps you have developed a greater way of being and understanding. Perhaps you haven't. Perhaps you've got a stronger sense of self-trust. Perhaps you haven't. Maybe you might find that you have gained courage as a result of what's happened in the past year. And even if you haven't, it means it can start now because we only have this moment. So really, friends, give thanks for the limitless and exciting opportunities that are present before us. And we are making a fresh start again. And yes, there will be reveals. There's going to be lots of reveals this next couple of months. But whilst remember, we're all going through the same storm. So get the right equipment for yourself. Equip yourself with what it is you need to get through this. We all live different experiences, so, it, but we're all experiencing the same storm. So this is, this is why it's so important for you, dear friends, to take the time this month to gather the right people around you and to have those supports. And I read somewhere that Um, As we begin a new year, um, we can call on the four concerns of life. And it was written by a reverend, Alan Jones, um, in San Francisco. And he says that the four concerns of life are these. Love, death, power and time. And each can be seen in the light of new beginnings and of soul making. So daily attention to those things that have heart and meaning for us and the courage to follow where they lead. So, for example, love speaks to our desire for union. Death raises questions about our destiny and letting go. Power challenges us with issues of vulnerability. And time forces us to see our lives in terms of a play or a drama or a story. So each year we encounter all four concerns in our process for unfoldment. Like they're universal forces, really. And I really believe that this is such an important time for us to look at those things because of what we've all gone through as a world. And as the new year begins, they challenge each of us to redeem and reimagine what is most important for us to begin fully and bring fully to our attention and to our intention, to your attention and to your intention. So, for example, in the new year, the love in our heart calls to be deepened and to release that which no longer serves us. And that's what January is all about, dear friends. January 2021, self-love, self-care, self-acceptance. 
our renewed power has an opportunity to open to our vulnerabilities and our possibilities. And our relationship with time challenges us to trust and maybe reprioritize what is most important for us to address, to accomplish during a day. And what new relationship do you want to develop with the universal forces of love, death, power and time this year? That's what I would be suggesting to your friends, looking at that, because this is the time to, you know, those four portals. If we look at them and we're going to explore them a little bit more as we go through each week in this new season now. And I feel that if we're able to identify what we give our most energy to and really take the time to address these things, I, I promise you we will be different people as we move through. And I felt it was important that it mentions there that, you know, about, you know, almost like life being like a stage, like a drama. And I read the most amazing article, friends. It was written by Fintan O'Toole, who I really like. He's a journalist in the Irish Times. Um, And he wrote an article recently called The Year to Make the Arts Alive Again. And I have it here. You might hear me crunch in the newspaper, but I read it at the weekend and I really liked it and I wanted to reference it a little bit because I feel it's very relevant to the work I do and you know Fintan is speaking about how on many levels the pandemic has crushed the arts and what I'm going to be doing I had last year uh, the A to Z guide to solutions for life I'm going to continue that again and this time we're going to start with A which is arts so I'm going to encompass Um, Last year was more about the qualities. Now I'm going to encompass more things about life. And this is what I was guided to do. Um, We're going to discuss art today, this week. So the pandemic, you know, let's be honest, um, it was brutal. It was brutal for people who work in the artistic field and also people who work in the, the business to create the arts, you know, like the industry that surrounds it. So it was really devastating to and I have a lot of friends who are artists and involved in creative work and yet it was also a time where some people came into their own so it's all relative like Janice Janice the um, Roman god the past and the present and the future but just thought I cheer you up friends Um, it it wasn't it's not so long ago that there was um, also literally a um, many pandemics, but also a ban on the arts. So in June 1592, for example, the mayor of London decreed that there will be no plays used in any usual place where the same are commonly used, nor no other sort of unlawful or unforbidden or forbidden pastimes that draw together the baser sort of people. That's nice, isn't it? The baser sort of people. So this was a prohibition because there was riots and there was the plague, of course. Now, it lasted most most of 1593 and 1594. And um, so a good two, two to three years. OK, but and I mean, it could have absolutely destroyed a young up and coming actor and playwright and good old Willie Shakespeare. He decided that instead of just going in underworld, he decided that he would take the time to write long poems for which, obviously, and plays for which he was, you know, famous forever and ever. Amen. And he took 20, it took about 20 years that followed, um, not just because of him, probably the most productive in the history of the theatre since classical 
um, Athens, even though plagues shut down the playhouses again several times. So for about 20 years on and off, there was a pandemic and plays and or plagues. So, but the thing was, it didn't stop William Shakespeare and it didn't stop a lot of the other actors. Because in fact, back in 1606, um, William again um, he transformed as we know he transformed his art and he was there was huge crowds in the Globe Theatre in London but again it had to be shut down because of the plague another plague so what he did was he moved to an upmarket indoor space of Blackfriars and the rest is history so he and many others did not allow a pandemic a plague and all types of riots to stop them from finding spaces to create more art. And that's what I feel Fintan O'Toole in his article, and certainly what I believe is, that this year, 2021, has to be about changes, right? I've said it so many times. It's about fundamental, crashing life change. So in the terms of the arts, it's about utilising outdoor space. This is something that has to be done. I went to see the most amazing play in the summer during the pandemic, a local group that I used to be a part of down in Wexford um, in Coolgraney and they staged a play in one of the ladies gardens and it was probably one of the best plays I've ever seen and you forgot that you were actually in a garden sitting on a, a, a garden chair the whole essence of the the play <clears throat> excuse me and the arts were there so friends if you're involved in in art or theatre or you know drama or music why not utilise outdoor space? I know it's January, but you can still do it. It's about change. Bringing the arts to to the the cities, the towns, um, pop-up, pop-up theatre. And I, I know I'm certainly really genuinely uh, missing, missing the theatre and cinema. And I feel it's something that has to be done. We can only watch a certain amount of Netflix. And also, I believe that, you know, absence has surely made the the heart grow fonder and things such as the arts and theatre and music and you know um, and I really believe as well you know that we have to I know we can watch things online absolutely but as Robert Frost says and as Fintan O'Toole says in his article sometimes it can get lost in translation not all art but some of it can Um, and I just feel to be able to sit in an audience in that atmosphere and to watch actors perform bring it on (laughs) <laughs> that's what we need and then just to sum it all up um, there really is something very beautiful about life's second chances that arrive every day and perhaps it's because second chances or maybe third, fourth or fifth chances are golden opportunities we thought too good to be true the first time round. now we know better so let our new year begin with a ritual of reverence and recognition Um, which is like a clean slate, which is an evening dedicated to dreaming about the weeks and the months to come and how you'd like to savour them. So revel in them, appreciate them. A sweet new year ritual is to be at home to the future. So curl up in your favourite chair, listen to some really nice music, sip something festive or bubbly, And slowly light 12, you know, little tea lights for every month of the year. Okay, so as you light the first candle, ask the month of January. 
Are there any old desires you need to relinquish in order to move on? I like that. So then ask February, what new to you ordinary ritual can you begin integrating into your daily round or week that is self-nurturing? Then you ask March, what new dream is seeding itself in your imagination? So, you know, be... Maybe, you know, be, be adventurous. Ask each month a question. Whatever answer pops up, um, ask upon the suggestion and really, you know, sit with it, act upon it, keep a record of your experience. And I really believe that we have to do this this year. You know, we're still working through what happened on the 21st December. There's still that experience going on. And there's a lot of a lot of astrological um, uh, things happening this month. Uh, Uranus and Pluto are um, hand in hand a lot this month, and Uranus is about literally sudden shocks. So you know, and I'm not trying. It's not in a frightening way, but things suddenly happening, things been released. So really look at each month of the year and write, light those candles and invite each month to tell you and show you what it is you have to or can bring into your experience even within the current circumstances and there's a beautiful book called Ceremonials of Common Days and it was written in 1928 by a lady called Abby Graham and she describes her annual visit to you know the new year such as this I open the door the gorgeous guest from afar sweeps in and in her hands are her gifts the gifts of hours and far-seeing moments, the gifts of mornings and evenings, the gifts of spring and summer, the gifts of autumn and winter. And and that's really what she's saying, that lighting a candle and performing that sequence of light, you know, for every month of the year is a gift in itself and it welcomes in what we have to look forward to. So, dear friends, I know... You know, there's a lot of information being thrown at you there. And um, if I can help anyone individually, because I know this is a very, very challenging time for a lot of people, please feel free to contact me on numbersforsuccess.com, the number four in the middle. Um, I wanted to finish off with one of the beautiful cards from Patricia Fitzgerald's um, pack of oracle cards, which are beyond beautiful. And um, the message for today is for the for this week is the greater plan which makes sense beyond the clouds are infinite universes all in alignment recognize that if there is a difficult situation in your life there is a greater plan playing out all will be well and i feel that's a very appropriate message dear friends for all of us as we embark on january 2021 and until we speak again next week many loves and much loves and blessings Thank you.